You know, gentlemen, there is a hierarchy of great Mondays for me. You got Cowboys win. You got Cowboys blowout win. You got Cowboys win over a division rival. And then you got Cowboys blowout win over a division rival at the very top of the heap. And today, I am experiencing true football nirvana in that Dallas Cowboys absolutely blow the doors off the top-rated Philadelphia Eagles. I was trying to decide this morning if I wished they had not lost to San Fran last week because then we would have been the ones to kind of shatter the illusion of their invincibility, or if being the second one to do it and thereby proving that they do in fact suck and maybe causing their implosion. But either way, amazing. I'm very stoked. How are you boys feeling about the game? Fellas, uh, thanks for having me on your on your program today. I am I am excited. I am giddy. I am downright jubilant to be here. I uh, I'm just ready to fire off some takes, fellas. How about you, Z? Oh yeah, I've spent about all day uh, when I wasn't working, and sometimes when I was supposed to be just trying to look up Eagle fans and their reactions and seeing them bitching, mm. complaining, and they're having oh, so good emotional breakdown and. I'm striking it up. I love it. It's it, it was little, great. It was just little catnip for me today. That's what I was telling Andy uh, before we jumped on. Like, just every couple hours, I would just randomly pull up their Reddit and be like, "Oh, what are they saying on this thread? Oh, what are they saying on this thread?" And just the implosion. It's 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 what I live for. You know, when you haven't won uh, in a long time, like like us, you know, sometimes you need to uh, bask in in your rivals uh, rivals tears a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yes. I've got some great uh, snapshots from Eagles, both their Reddit, and I, I dove into the world of like Eagles fan podcasts, like uh, Eagles will be Eagles, if you will. Uh, <laughs> you know, small to medium-sized uh, Eagles podcast just done by run-of-the-mill fans. Um, do y'all, do y'all want to hear some of these uh, beloved Eagle takes that I gathered today? Oh, please. Okay, let's start with uh, – this. this is what I would say is like – Bottom tier, just normal cope. You're going to hear this all over the place. The Cowboys proved that they can beat a mostly hobbled Eagles team, missing several key players, as long as they have a couple extra days of rest. But it remains to be seen if they can go toe-to-toe with a good team on equal footing. This is hilarious to me because, let's be very clear, if you are the Eagles and you host the Cowboys Week 8, at home, the Cowboys collect 10 penalties. You fumble three times, but all of them miraculously f- bounce back into your hands. And yet, despite all that, with like 10 seconds to go, the Cowboys are at your two-yard line, and only through their own fuck-ups do they lose. That game's pretty much a coin flip, all right? It's very hard to make the case that like one team was better than the other like long-term based on that game. Every game they've played in this year is a coin flip. Like, they yeah. are... Rex Ryan um, well this morning. He said they win by decision a lot, and good teams yeah. win by knockout. And that's I do, that's how they've done it. Uh, I do love that one. You, if you have more, you can go ahead, uh, Andy. I, I was gonna. I know you had a few loaded up. Otherwise, I was gonna. 
I'll just wind up start rambling about something. So yeah, yeah. Let me run through these real quick, and then we'll we'll dive into kind of the the general discourse that we're hearing. Of course. Um, next level of uh, cope that I like is uh, running up the score again. Poor sportsmanship in a loser <laughs> franchise. Like it's a little league game, like a little league football this, game, dude. running up like, the score. Yeah, dude. Like if and they, I think they fail to see how much of a self own that is. That like, oh, are you just like openly admitting that you were just not even in this game, and we should have recognized that you were not even a competitive franchise earlier and just taken Dak out? All right, cool. Um, then uh. This one is awesome because I'm not sure that this person understands what the NFL is. Uh, I know it may sound far away on a Monday morning after a loss like that, but listen to me. This is the truth. The Eagles will get to the one seed easily. The Niners are soft, coastal elite rich kids. The Cowboys are daddy's money rednecks. This is Philly. Our guys were handed nothing. (laughs) They have blue-collar players who play tough. They'll rebound. I think this person thinks that these are high schools playing each other and like we're the evil rich kid <laughs> yeah. high school across town. Like bro, your players are from Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts They're doesn't like- go home to like his union plumber dad's house and like punch his pillow at night being like, I can't believe I lost. I was going to say, <laughs> you, you've drafted like Georgia's entire team from the last year. Like this these team. Literally it's, it's- two, these are multiple teams of millionaires playing each other on national television. Yes, like, yeah, let's. None of these guys are blue collar. None of them are fucking like it's the most insane perspective on sports I've ever heard. Like, um, well, and then Philly fans in general have a very uh irrational irrational grasp on reality. So dude, you know it, it's it's not it's 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 not wild for me to think that this ass kicking on the heels of a previous ass kicking uh has completely mentally unraveled their fan base. And I, I'm glad you said that because I think this final one, this is truly like transcendent delusion where this person has moved beyond like, hey, it's going to be okay or hey, actually the Cowboys are losers or whatever. This person takes the point that actually the Eagles came out of last night looking better than Dallas. Uh, call it crazy, but I think the Eagles come away looking better than Dallas after last night. The heart and grit they showed to keep fighting, that's how you win championships. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dallas locker room was all but silent after that game. They were definitely looking across the field last night thinking, shit, those are real football players over there. We got lucky. Yeah, considering Demarcus Lawrence, literally the first thing he did was go into the locker room and talk about hitting that motherfucker in the face again and again and again and again. So God, yeah, I, I don't think that was the takeaway. That's what happened. You spent the whole week talking shit about, oh, we're going to respond. Dude, we're about to take all our anger out on Dallas. On the first play of the game, AJ Brown called Stephon Gilmore old and paid for it all fucking evening, dude. Like, oh, I hate them so much. Their coach has the most punchable face in NFL history. Their fan base just sucks. We really and do need to to. Do to pause on that one a little bit because he really does have the most punchable face in the world. Like every time I see Sirianni's smug look, I'm I, I I don't I understand why every fan base fucking hates that guy. Like he's just golly man, I I it, it, it reminds me of that uh 
the office meme where Michael Scott's in there, like everyone's ragging on Toby, and he's like, "If I had a gun, if I was in a room with Hitler, Toby, and two bullets, I'd shoot Toby twice." Everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, okay." But that's how I feel about Sirianni. I punch Sirianni twice. Sirianni sucks, dude. I've never hated a coach that much. Like Andy Reid, Tom Coughlin. Like think of like a who's who of our rivals head coaches mm-hmm. before, like even ones that, yeah, even ones that like won games and beat us and had more success. They were just guys, you know? Like, dude, Nick Sirianni seems like a dude that yells at waiters, a dude that uses racial (laughs) slurs in private, a dude, like, every bad, like, attribute a human can have. He has that, like, and don't get me wrong, I have friends from the Northeast, so this this is not me shitting on everyone from New England, but, like, there's this certain kind of like archetype from the uh, from New England or the uh, or the northeast of the, our country that's like takes pride on having like kind of a fragile ego. They're like, don't look at me the wrong way, or I'll fucking fly off the handle and kick your ass. Like that's that's Sirianni's disposition. And yeah, just kind of he, like, dude, that's just called being a child. You're just being a petulant little you, bitch at all times. You, <laughs> like, you know, he's big on on try that in a small town. Like that's oh, that's a real sure. motto that he that he lives dude, by. He is the He's also the king of, like, being the face of the team, which is so unusual for a coach. Like, he always wants to be in front of a camera saying something, and then after they get their ass beat, not a fucking word. Like, absolute silence disappeared immediately. Like, just fragile, dude. Fragile. I've seen a lot of Eagle fans turning on him. We'll see if that's Me too. But Me too. Like, he's fucking awful. What does he even fucking do? They did yeah. look. They did look kind of... Uh, and, and Ben made a really good point this morning. He said, like, if you think back to the game we played in the link, they had these three fumbles that kind of bounced back into their arms, and they win by five. And then last night, they have three fumbles again, but they lose all of them, and it's an absolute blowout. And I think they came away from that win over Dallas and Philly thinking, like, oh, we, like, we outgridded them, we lasted longer, all, all that championship DNA, heart fight blah 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 and that keeps you that like desire to make yourself seem cool keeps you from like analyzing and being like man we probably got away with one here and if we don't fix some things this could really end up biting us in the ass and dude eventually people regress to the mean i mean we said this about dak prescott over the offseason that like last year dak had a problem with turnovers he could continue that trend but likely a lot of players over the life of their career they regress back to their average and that's what happened with Dak and his turnovers. Dak is now like he's gone even farther in the other direction now. He's like career like, low almost. Turnover. He's like league, league low yeah. turnover. Uh, what do you call them? Whatever PFF called turnover worthy plays or throws. That's a, I think that's a good place to start. And that's where he's back at now. Like, I don't yeah, expect I, him to ever throw one. It's. I will say this. Last night I noticed for the first time, not the first time, but. Dak, even at his best, has never been a guy where I was, like, blown away by his arm. You know what I mean? He's never been a guy that makes throws where you're just like, holy shit, dude. But there were, like, four or five throws last night where I was just like, damn, dude. That was a true frozen rope dot. Like, Dude, those seam balls he's starting to throw with just just straight heat checks. The one he threw to Cooks where Cooks got to the one was absurd. Like the one he threw to Gallup on the sideline, which was a beautiful catch by Gallup. That was just a dot. Yeah. And or even uh 
the the one where he gets hit in the process of the throw, but he just fires it over the middle to Ferg, who has to snatch it in in traffic out of midair, like, and he turned it into like twenty five yards of yak. Like, dude, he's just in such a rhythm. He has so much confidence in his arm right now. It's a thing of beauty to watch, frankly. Like, he is just on another planet c- compared to anything I've ever seen from him. It's amazing. The Cowboys began that first half four drives. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. I mean, just utter – I think that's from your initial reaction, and I know we've kind of bounced everywhere. Initial like uh, – because I want everyone to get to bask in this. Like my initial takeaway was just that this was everything you, you, you could have wanted in a game from Dallas, right? Like there's something, yeah, about winning close games and, and you know, pulling it out. But to go out and thump like a good team – we know they can thump bad teams. They've been doing that for three seasons. They absolutely – if they start running downhill on a bad team, we know what they can do. But we really haven't seen them thump like a really quality opponent, at least not in a while. And as much as we hate Philly, as much as you want whatever we want to say, or Philly's not as good as last year, which I think is all true and fair, it, they are a quality opponent. They are a good team. Agreed. And to go out yeah. um, as biggest game probably of the season for Dallas at this point, um, and like I said, to come out touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, uh, it was, I think, just the perfect start. Defense showed up too, which has kind of been the missing element of this team yeah. for a month. Not that they've been bad. They just haven't been what they were, what I thought they were going to be back in the first month of the year. The offense and defense have kind of swapped where now the offense is carrying most of the heavy load. But this was just a complete win across the board. And then even when to throw in special teams, I mean, Brandon Aubrey was hitting effortless 60 yarders, bro. Like it looked like it was just uh kicking practice you know just not a thought in the world just splitting uprights dog dude, his um, 60 yarder looked like it could have been good from 75 oh like, dude that was like, nasty i even turned to zach when we kicked it and i was like what are we doing like a 60 yarder we're gonna give him the ball at midfield here we're only up yeah. seven nothing um he's never been yeah zach did zach did it yeah he, he did say that it goes he's never missed and damn what true words so so that that was just my takeaway was just a uh Everything you wanted to win, um, and you got to, you know, of course, it being Philly and anytime we whoop their asses is, 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 is a, is a great feeling. What, but. Something I, I loved about it is that, like, it didn't feel like a perfect game. The Cowboys, they got they got dinged on penalties. They had the strip sack for return for a touchdown. They missed on some big plays. CD dropped the one long touchdown down the sideline. Ooh, um, yeah. Cook's got a no call on what should have been a PI in the end zone on his long bomb. Um, Dak said in his press conference, if I play the game I know I can play, we put 50 up. And I think he's absolutely correct. So the fact that. Yeah, they set up for a ton of field goals. I mean, what? Gilmore hit five field goals. So. For sure. The uh, fact that they did this to a top tier opponent without playing their A plus game, I mean, that's incredible, man. Like, we haven't found the ceiling on this team yet, which is ridiculous like they could be this could be special like I guess that's my my overarching question at this point is we talked earlier in the year um after the the Niners loss I think we were all in this really dark place and we just said you know this team they they just don't have it like they can't get over the hump do you feel differently now about this team given what you've seen given the quality of football Dak is playing the star that CD Lamb has emerged into, the weapon that Ferguson has developed into, Mike uh, evolving as a play caller throughout the season, like really letting Dak off the leash. 
Do you now feel different about this team than you did earlier in the year? Do you feel like this is a special Dallas Cowboys team? There's a lot of discourse about this today. Like I've seen so many articles that are like, oh, they're serious contenders now. This Cowboys team is not the same. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Z. You know, yes, I'll, I'll throw this way. Yes, I do think we are serious contenders. What holds me back from really like enjoying that fact and feeling it is that I do feel like the 49ers team is unfortunately just on another level. Yeah. That unless they, I don't like saying this, but unless they get some injuries, I have real trouble seeing us beating them. What about at home? Happen? What? At home? What about if we, what if we play them in Dallas? Is that a different calculation for you? Slightly. I would say I still think they are a better team. I, I don't disagree with you. I do think the Dallas team that played them and the Dallas team in front of us now is almost night and day different from an offensive standpoint. They've they were really in that like take what we can get. Like we were not we were not take we were not pushing the ball downfield at the time. Like Dak was just like the entire offense was built around not turning the ball over. And now we are just like an explosive play machine. And I would love to replay that game with this at this point. Um, that said, I'm still all in favor of the uh, avoid San Fran as long as possible game plan for sure. Yes. Yeah, for me, it, it really is. And why I said I wanted to bask in this one is at the end of the day, man, even if they like I keep going back to even if they got thumped in this game. Like, does it really matter till January with this team? And I, I think we won't know until we get there. So you always, I always try to, you know, preach enjoying the, the journey is the destination type type mentality. Um, it, it's interesting because if this was the Lions, I was, I was thinking about this too uh, when me and Andy, you know, this morning I was kind of talking about perspective. Like if the Lions were having this exact season or Green – no, maybe not Green Bay because they have a lot of success. But let's say like the Bears were having this exact season. Their hype would be so through the roof, right, because – this is the they've been the first iteration of that team that they've seen do that right to see yeah. get on this stage. We've seen Dallas on this stage for several years. You could really argue Dak's entire career, right? Because they were so good uh, his rookie season. So there's just that little bit of hesitancy to say like, is this team different? I don't know. We won't know until we get there, right? Like I want to believe like there's there's elements of this team that certainly feel different. I would say if the playoffs started right now and momentum was a very is a very real thing or some people believe it is, like it, it the way they're playing right now, I would feel great. But man, it's tough to play lights out football for 3 months and we got another 4 weeks left of the season and then another month till playoffs go. Like it's just tough to like agree believe that they're going to be able to play at this level for that long but if we went out, uh we'll see if we went out and unlike most years i feel like the, i feel like there's a pretty good chance if we like, could get home field advantage but i i just think like i know we were talking about it a bunch today like you're gonna have to get a lot of help we're gonna have to win out and get help and even then the niners could still get the one seed like we're gonna need you know, you need nine, that Cardinals nine, game is going to be haunt us. Yeah, that, that loss to the Cardinals. If we, if we had not lost that game to the Cardinals, we would be in beautiful position right now. Yeah. We, would be in, we would be the one seed. Like, And I, I don't know if it's necessarily bad. I'm kind of with Zach to where if we get the five seed, like, 
you got to stomp whoever comes out of the NFC South. That's just a that's basically a bye week. And I know any any given Sunday, yada yada. But if you lose that game, you were never for real to begin with. So even if you get the five seed and stomp the NFC South, and you have to go on the road to Philly, I guess as long as you duck the Niners, like this does very much feel like the second best team in the NFL right now. And I'd put, you know, whoever you want in the AFC. The AFC looks like a total mess. But I would say right now it'd be very hard to say Dallas isn't the second best team in the NFL. I the only team I'm afraid of is the Niners. Of course. The team. Yeah. And I think they gotta be they beat us three times in the last eighteen months. I won't, I won't say very good, but I will say there's a pretty decent chance that we win the division. I really do think that the Eagles will drop. You think so? Because odds still are on their side. You'd still get pretty good odds if you wanted Cowboys to I agree. win. I mean, I, I I understand that because well, you're you're asking so much. The Cowboys play a who's who, and the Eagles play nobody. Yeah, That's I mean, we have to go to Buffalo and Miami, and then even then, I think Detroit's a mess, but they're still a good team. They come to Dallas, and then Miami's you know, the one I'm really worried about. The Eagles get that, a reeling Seattle team. And then the Giants twice and the Cardinals once. And look, they're playing like shit, but that's yeah, I, four I, I games sat, are going to be favored by a touchdown, you know? I, I sit here and say, like, oh, I'm afraid of Miami, and they're going to go into halftime tied 7-7 with Will Levis. So everyone can play all of Yeah, and Tyreek just got uh, banged up in this game. That would be – I don't want that to happen because I, I love Tyreek, but – wouldn't be a would, if he wants to rest the week that, he's uh, questionable Christmas. with an ankle injury he hasn't come back so so but yes ultimately uh i i what's the other thing i think health boys right there that yeah. i just kind of highlighted like same with the niners like we've had tremendous luck uh, after after trayvon diggs post trayvon diggs we've had tremendous very healthy health yeah. luck. i mean Tyron and, Smith, and look at philly last year that part of the thing that never gets talked about in that 2022 philadelphia team was they were fucking so healthy dude that o-line uh i know hurts got banged up and missed three four weeks i know but outside of that late in the season well, it, i mean it, they, helps, that, they it helps that he's like not good and doesn't meaningfully <laughs> contribute to them I dude he did look bad acknowledge this too Man, I, dude, I've been I've been shitting on him for two years, and everyone said I was nuts. And now even Eagles fans are starting to be like, "Wait a minute, this guy had less than two hundred yards passing and a, and no touchdowns. Is he bad?" Like, yes, no, he's not bad. He's not terrible. He's, he's not like, bad. He just they 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 do the same not, thing with Wentz, and we probably did this with Dak at times. They look at like his very best games, and like that's who he is. Right, well, and like, the truth is, he's got a lot of games that were shit. Even the playoffs last year, he didn't have to do shit to the Super Bowl. He was very good in that game. They lost. He also had a fumble that killed them. But and you know, he had another one called back. He did personally lose the Super Bowl. But you know, other than that, he was incredible. He did stat pad the shit out of the game. He, he lost did by stat himself. pad the shit out that, of that dude, game. Super cool. A phenomenal uh, hail mary pass that was like twenty yards short. That yeah, was that pretty was good super too. Tight, dude. I saw this meme today, and I think I put it in our group chat, where it was like a Jalen Hurts when you can't rely on a bunch of fat dudes touching his ass to score, and it's a picture of Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> and I, and I'll, I'll give Jalen this. Jalen got let down hardcore by his wide receiver core yesterday. Like, he had drops yeah. from everybody. He had fumbles from both of their star wideouts, which I'll give a credit to our defense. Like, Marquise Bell, like, dudes were pushing balls out. Dude. Well, it's just the opposite. I I mean, it's it's what I bring up with the fumbles, right? I have to apologize to Stefan Gilmore so profusely, dude, because we spent, like, the beginning of this year, we were like, 
Diggs is so elite. You know, Gilmore's lost a step. Then when Diggs went down, Bland explodes onto the scene, sets this NFL record for pick sixes, and we're like, God, you know, we got Bland and Diggs next year, and Gilly can fuck off. Like, this is going to be so tight. And then when the Seattle game happened and they had to switch Gilly onto DK, since these last two games, dude, you can make the case that Gilly, like, meaningfully wins you those games. I think the... Last night, the the plays that really sealed this game away, like it was never really in doubt, obviously, but when it was after the fumble six, where it's a two score game and the Eagles could still, you know, maybe make a game of it, that third and fourth down where he made back to back really high level open field tackles on AJ Brown, who sheds tackles in the open field for a living. Like that dude is fucking huge. He's CeeDee Lamb's size, but has 30 extra pounds on him. Like, he's incredibly tough to bring down, very Des Bryant. And Stephon Gilmore just, like, put him in the dirt twice. Like, absolutely seals the game for you right there. I I owe him an apology. Like, if we do make a deep run, if this team wins the Super Bowl, Stephon Gilmore will have been one of the best acquisitions this team made, along with, obviously, Brandon Cooks. I think the defense too need as a whole needs a good shout out, you know, because the as much as the offense has kind of been, I won't say criticized, but naysayers would say, oh yeah, but look at these defenses that Dallas is carving up and Dak, you know, people were trying to to rip it down. Really, you could argue this defense anytime they've played a quality offense has struggled. You know, sure. I mean, the Niners ripped them up, uh, even the Seahawks ripped them up, the Eagles the first time were pretty pretty good they weren't great I mean you know but you know they've they've struggled at times to contain elite offenses and this is the first time I think they really had as much of a impact in a win as as the offense did in one of these these highest powered games because most of our wins right you know their dominant games too have been against bad quarterbacks and bad offenses so dude the only thing that was making me upset last night about the defense was I understand Micah Parsons has arrived at superstar status he gets held on yeah, maybe he does. the snaps he plays. Like, he's getting full-on by Lane Johnson, by whoever, right in front of the ref, and they just don't give a shit. Despite the fact that he had the flu, they were doubling him the whole time, they're holding the shit out of him. His sack was sick. Was just, that sack was pure power, dude. He, was just he like, ran oh, through dude. Lane Johnson, who might go down as like a Hall of Famer. He, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And it was a double team, so he goes through Lane Johnson through a double team. He's got the flu, and he still gets the sack, dude. Just murderously good. So, uh, and yeah, they they played excellent all night, um, generating huge turnovers at huge moments. I think I, you know, I'm really glad you pointed it out in in the group chat. But like, I really wish that we could have gotten at least one of the fumbles in that first game because I think we win sure. if we do. Yeah, um, but last night shows you what happens when you do win the turnover battle. Um, and, like, man, the fa- the Eagles have, like, nothing to hang their hat on about last night. Like, the refs were absolutely out to get Dallas from moment one. They caught, you know, 10 fucking penalties. In week eight, they got their 10 penalties for 83 yards. It's really what killed our drives. We had, we had a lot of holds last night. Dude, the one that killed me was the clipping call. 
And it was so egregious that even Collinsworth and like they brought in the rules guy and the rules guy was like, yeah, that's, that's just not what clipping is. <laughs> like, Oh, that was so frustrating. Beatus got that and a hold on the same drive. And we ended up kicking a 60 yard field goal and icing it anyway. Yeah, so we it didn't matter, confused. but that should have been a touchdown. Me and Ben were watching the bar. We were real confused what the penalty even was on Beatus. Well, yeah, it, clipping is clipping is supposed what to be when that? you come from the back and do that. Yeah, and he and like he wasn't targeting the guy's knees or anything. He just like he just didn't fell. do that. Yeah, he just didn't do that. And they were like, "No, it's clipping. It's fine." So that was fucking insane. There's a lot yeah. of flags in that game, man. That game in general was very pass happy. The, which is interesting. Did the 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 opening drive touchdown when they flagged uh, Tyler for holding and they almost called back CD's touchdown? I was like, yeah, like this, dude. I swear the whole game will go against us, and then it, it turned out fine. But oh, I was I was nervous that, and then went right after we got the pick, the strip sack uh, touchdown on Dak, they kicked off to Turpin, and they got the rough like the interfering with the kicker or interfering with the receiver. And it oh, yeah. was like a muff for a second, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's all gonna swing!" Like <laughs> Cowboys fans are so like PTSD ridden by how many times games have collapsed on us that like I showed you all the text I got last night. The second we got that, uh, they got the fumble recovery for the touchdown. Sam Clark texted me and goes, "Wow, the most classic Dak play ever. Are we really gonna be another team that hands uh, hurts a W?" I was like. Bro, he's played like an MVP for two months, and you're like, God, dude, classic Dak, bro. Like, God, our fans hate him. We, we so thoroughly waxed him in the first. I wasn't I wasn't going to be nervous until – unless I saw their offense really move the ball. And the fact that, you know, we immediately marched down and hit a 59-yarder. But. Their offense did move the ball. Not easily, but they did. Like, yeah, they, they just didn't have big plays. But yeah, they, you're right. This, but they they figured it out defensively in the second half a little bit more. Like they were able to like hold us to field goals, but their offense got even worse in the second half. The second half drives go fumble, punt, downs, fumble, end of game. So the best offensive drive they had in the second half was a three and out with they got four yards and punted. That was the most successful drive they had in the second half. The first drive was four plays, thirty one yards, and a fumble. Then they have the three and out. Then they do the nine-play, 46-yard drive where they go four and out, and then 62 yards, but they fumble, and then that's it. So, dude, rough. Fucking rough, dude. Their defense, I saw something point out that if you went back to the Niners game, the Niners scored six straight touchdowns in their last six drives, and the Cowboys scored three touchdowns in a field goal. So, over the course of, like, six quarters, Philadelphia had given up or basically five quarters because the Niners didn't do anything in the first quarter. Uh, they gave up like 20, 10 straight scoring drives, which is nuts. Yeah. And dude, they are, they are maybe the worst third down defense in football. Oh yeah. The Cowboys. Was... They are. No, they legitimately are. Yeah. The worst third down. Defense. Was one of 16 was. on third down. <clears throat> and uh, it, I think it said something like in third and long, like teams are 50% against them, which like, dude, if you get to teams to third and six and they get it half the time, that's infuriating. Like that must be well, so Well, last year, remember they broke the sack record, right? Most sacks in a season, and they're yeah. basically cut in half this year. So, uh, you know, that's tough, man. I mean, they had three in this game. Um, I thought they actually did a little bit of job of pressure on Dak. Um, let's go through some just players that had good games. We've kind of been been places. Uh, I want to shout out Big Ferg again, man. I, I felt God, felt so good about tight, him. Dude. He's Not he's really come along player. as a guy. Like 
Schultz always felt like an afterthought in this offense, which I think was why I was never very high on wanting to sign him. I think you guys fell in line with that line of thinking. But Ferg feels like a player out there. Like when he has the ball, I expect I, I expect good things. I expect him to be able to kind of make some guys miss. His hands can sometimes be a little questionable, but he had a really nice game back to back weeks. Say, he also makes hurdle, some man. snags too. Like, and he loves. Yeah, he fucking hurdled a guy, which was sick. Slay, dude. He made Slay look a bitch out there, dude. That was tight. And I love also that Ferg is our go-to goon on the offense. Like, anytime there's any like chippiness, physicality. Goon, oh like, yeah. Harrison's the first one in there, being like, "Fuck that, dude. Let's fucking go." He lays the wood to guys like downfield. Little meathead like, tight end. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's he is awesome. I am so glad that I was like I was so early on the Ferg train. Uh, he is special athlete at the tight end position. And I'll tell you what, Hendershot came back last night, and so we didn't have to see like any Schoonmaker, which mm. made me just so fucking happy, dude. I think Schoonmaker ended up playing like four snaps, no targets. I don't even know beautiful if he's in the game. Dude. He blocked on uh he he blocked on some plays. Um, I didn't okay. see him out there like physically. Um, someone I wanted to give a shout out to, dude, and uh, not you know this is not uh, a, a tremendous game by any means, but Michael Gallup, dude, made just a couple really beautiful plays. Uh, made a really beautiful snaggle on the sidelines twice, the bomb at the end of the game, and then earlier in the game mm-hmm. to convert uh, a third down. Great touchdown, ran a ran a really good slant pattern to get into the end zone and then did the Jordan shrug, which I appreciated. Um yeah, you know, his his role on this team just yeah, it, it, I think his uh his role in this team just seems to diminish more by the day, and I don't think we're we're gonna see Michael Gallup in a Cowboys jersey much longer. Um but I, I always have a soft spot in my heart for him. The other thing I wanted to point out was dude, I still feel like game. Dak does kind of still like him as a security blanket. They he, tried he to make Gallup, they tried to make Tolbert a thing for a while, and it didn't really work out. Um, I think Gallup's kind of retaken back that number three receiver spot again. So can we? Uh, can we? So the other thing was uh, Turpin got one target last night. He did have a beautiful yeah, quite end game on quite the game. Uh, on the the first third down of the game. They ran. Yeah, it was the Turpin first drive. Round. Yeah. Dude, every time he touches the ball, he is just like on a field filled with guys who have absurd athleticism. I'm just like his speed is just like wow. And yeah. you need one because they really don't have a guy like that. We we complained last year about it, you know, in Miami's basically a track team. I feel like everyone needs a speed guy like that, some kind of yeah, gadget Hooks, guy. Hooks is fast. Um Turpin is like elite speed guy. Like he's yeah. probably he's twitchy. He's twitchy. Cooks is fast, sure. like Turpin's twitchy. Like that, that, sure. that little can just kind of make you miss. I would love to see, I would still love to see Turpin get more touches, honestly, like use him. I don't know, you know, just like get him more. Now I will say, um, the, neither running back had a game that like popped off the page. Like it, no one had a hundred yard rushing. I was going to bring that out. The run game wasn't impressive, but it. So effective last I, night. I was going to say it, it's so different than these Kellen red games where a run when we had bad running games, and I know this is going to sound like we're just hating on Kellen to hate on him, but I promise I have a point. It felt like this game, and even if you go back to that Jets game where we put up like 35 on the Jets, if you go back to that, uh, Pollard had like 25 carries, 70-something yards. Like it wasn't, you know, three yards a pop. But it just felt like within the flow of the offense, you know? Yeah. Like you look at Swift. Swift had pretty similar numbers to 
those guys as far as yards per carry, but Swift didn't feel like he was in their offense at all. Like Rico and Pollard, like the run game felt like a part of the offense. We had 32 runs, 39, and a lot of that we were up, but still it felt like it was on schedule. It felt like the plays connected, well, and, and, and they, they just, just they used moments, to not right? do that. Like you look at the first, uh, you look at the first drive, the first couple of drives here. Like you get you get to third and inches, you give it to Cavante Turpin on the end around, he gets you 22 yards. Uh, later in that uh, drive, you get to third and one. Prescott uses his feet, goes up the middle for three yards. Uh, second and ten, on second and ten at the Philly twenty-one, uh, you get a you give the ball to Pollard in the flat. He gets you eight yards. Uh, on the second drive, uh, you get to a what was I just looking at here? Uh, you get to fourth and two on the Philly forty-four, and they just do an inside handoff to Pollard, and he like changes direction on the inside and gets you four yards and gets converts the first down. So it just kept being like these runs that none of them are like these home run hit, you know, runs of like 50 yards, but tons of first down conversions, tons of runs that gave you, kept you ahead of the chain. So you were in like third and fours, you know, third, third and manageable a lot. Um, and enough of a threat that they had to respect it, which obviously huge, huge, huge advantage. Um, on, and then even on the touchdown drive near the end of – or uh, not the, the last one of the half, but the second-to-last one of the half, um, Dowdle just like pounding one in uh, near the goal line. I was worried they weren't going to give it to us because whenever anything's questionable, I just assume we're going to get fucked. But I was surprised us, they overturned the, that one. The ball was visible in that little window, and that seemed to be enough for them. But I was like, hey, you know what? I'll fucking take it, dude. So Dowdle has continued to like see his role grow. It seems like they have now – like arrived at kind of a 50-50 split. Uh last night Pollard got 16 touches and Rico got 12 and I think that that serves them well. Yeah, I, you know, run game continues to not look explosive, but uh I, I felt it flowed well. Um offense yeah, in general just had just a really good flow to it. My one my one wish was I wish CD had <clears throat> caught that long one, dude. If if CD catches that one, he has like a hundred and twenty yard day, maybe two touchdowns. Like that would have been incredible. Um, but you know, he had a he had a totally great day. He was excellent as always. Uh, it it's a testament to how good CD is that like a six catch seventy yard touchdown day is like you're like oh, it would have felt quiet. Well, he also did a lot of that early. You know, he had the touchdown early, and so I think that's why it kind of felt like he was absent, yeah. but. You know, I mean, we had to settle for a lot of field goals, too, especially that second half. Um, the, I mean, the game was over in the first half. It was 24-6. The rest of the game, you know, 9-7 in the second half. It wasn't much yeah, scoring Aubrey going on. Aubrey outscored them, dude. Like, yeah. Aubrey by himself outscored the Eagles. So, like, that's all you really need to know. Um, you yeah, only had one three and out all game. You know, I mean, the offense was – that was really what killed Philly is even those field goal drives were long. You know, long 9, 10, 11 play drives that – uh it just felt like we had the ball game. I'm looking at time possession. We beat them by 10 minutes. That's always a good kind of when Dallas is really on top of the world type stat, 36 to 23. So, Dude, it's it's so funny because I went back and looked at the week eight game, and we had like 100 more yards of offense, 150 more yards of passing, better on third down, uh, ran 20 more plays than they did, like more yards per attempt, uh, Time of possession was basically equal. They had like 30 more seconds of time of possession. 
and we ended up losing by five points, basically because of that turnover. Like Dak threw a pick, and they got all three of their fumbles back, and that's why we lost that game. But mm-hmm. yeah, last night was awesome. Um, you know, I sent that text. I can't remember if it was like earlier in the day where I was like, "Man, what if we did to them what what the Niners did? How sick would that be?" And I was just really fully bullshitting. I was like, "I really thought it was going to be way closer than that." At that point, I was like, "Ah, oh, they're going to be so dialed in from like after getting their ass kicked." But wasn't close, dude. And that was I knew game. I had I had full faith in our offense, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying. You know, when you look at the four units out there, uh, I had faith in our offense. I do think Philly has just if nothing else, a very talented offensive group. So I thought yeah. that would be there. I had less faith in our D, but I still thought they were good. And then way below that, I mean, Philadelphia just has a bad defense. And I was like, okay, they have the worst unit out there. So yeah, they're going to have to play a flawless offensive game. And, dude, we just – year and a half in, they lost their leading tackler, that safety uh, – I can't remember his name. Uh, Forrest Gump-looking boy. Yeah, that's why they had to put in Kaylee Ringo, who then got two penalties and gave up a catch on the same play, which was Dude, pretty I, sick. The uh, I have never seen someone get stacking sick before. Like that's and and give up the catch on the on the way. So really, really outdid himself. Brandon Cooks is like such an old school football player. He's like the only guy that doesn't want penalties. So like that pi in the end zone, the, the the announcers were openly saying like, yeah, if he had jumped into the DB and sold it a little bit, he would have got the flag. I was like, man, you don't hear that very often in the modern league, dude. Like most guys are fully trying to get a flag on every play. There was one. Um, I think Gallup got it. The one on Slay it was like a third was and fifteen. Soft, bro. <laughs> And we and Zach looked at each other. We're like, oh, okay, sweet, tight. It didn't matter. I mean, we wound up kicking a field goal. They called a holding on us immediately after. So it kind of, you know, a ball don't lie situation. But that one was the one I was like, oh, shit. I guess we're we're calling these penalties today. Fuck. That ref crew sucks, dude. Like, they just want to yeah. be the main fucking character, bro. Like, 10 penalties for each team is just way too many, bro. Even my, like, Cassie, my wife is sitting there. She doesn't give a shit about football. And she's just like, do they have to throw a flag on every play? I was like, they shouldn't, but here we are. Like, Dude, the first half was like two hours long because yeah. uh, I was, you know, thinking I was going to watch the half. I wasn't feeling a hundred percent, and then go go home. And I wound up staying the whole time. But uh, Ashley texted me, and I was like, yeah, the first it's still the first half. That game really did seem to drag out, uh, at least at least early on, you know. So the Cowboys do win thirty-three to thirteen, an absolute drubbing. Uh, a good could have been worse. Could have been worse. That's what I'd, I'd say to Philly. Could have been worse. Dude, Dak said it. Like we could have easily put fifty on that team if some things go our way. But at least for the for the time being, for the week, the Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. Obviously, if everybody wins out, the Eagles will end up in first place. But um, at least for now, Cowboys are in first, and the Eagles have one more. I will call it like on paper losable game they play seattle next monday um seattle who gave us a fight put up more of a fight against uh san fran than i think people thought they were going to especially without gino and i think gino will be back for the eagles game so fingers crossed. yeah the, the line looks like it. it's three and a half philly right now which... if seattle can somehow pull off the miracle and beat philly we can win this division I think so. I, I still think we drop a game to I, someone. I mean, it's hard to say that after this, but I, I still feel like we drop a game I to either Buffalo or Miami. The Eagles are going to lose a game to the Giants. I really think Dude, I, I would love that. Be, when you I was pretty shocked by it, but like, weirder shit has happened. Like, weirder they shit has definitely. For sure. Times, like, I just, 
it's just something in my bones. It's just like they should be worried about that. Speaking also, wanted to point did out. You see, did you see Vito's uh, agent on the sidelines tonight? That's fucking sick. He looks like he just he just uh, definitely put a hit out on somebody on the. He looks you like know, he just like broke a guy's legs over like trash routes in New Jersey <laughs> somewhere. Like, yes, that's what I was going some for. Carting routes that he owns that like another guy was trying to pick up the trash in that area. <laughs> like, bro, just full on trilby hat, all yeah. black suit, black shirt, black tie, Cuban you link know? bracelet, which for a white man to wear is an absurd eat- crime. <laughs> like. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get those unions in line, you know, by any means necessary. I love that Tommy DeVito has just leaned so far into like the Jersey trash Italian that he's basically done. Weirdly, he's made NFL for New York fans fun again. Like they're bad and they know they're bad, but it's dude. I'm kind of enjoying their joy around the whole thing because they're no threat. So it's just like, yeah, man, excellent. Like do your thing. So that's super cool. Um, yeah, they're four and eight, so like they're. But I would love it, dude. If they beat the Eagles, it'd be the biggest moment for them all year. It'd be huge for Tommy DeVito, and it'd be great for us. So, uh, I'm fully down with it. Um, should we do a little Star Love Goat? Yeah, I got nothing else for this game, uh, other than just lots of fun. Uh, also, uh, one last little note on it: uh, the Eagles have not swept Dallas in the season series since 2011. So we've at least split with them once in the last twelve years. Yeah, dude, and Dak fucking owns this team. And I think like, Dak's now nine and four, didn't they say? Something like that against Philly in his career. He's five so. and one in his last six, and he has sixteen touchdowns and one pick. So That's sick. He wrecks this team. So Star Love Goat. Uh, for those who don't know, it is our, our little personal pod MVP of any given game. Uh, obviously the walk star of the game, the goat goat of the game and, uh, the love of the game. Ben, since you're the walk star, give us your star of the game. Uh, could go a lot of ways with this one. Uh, I'll honorable mention it first. Always can say Dak with an honorable mention. I think he continues to play at an MVP level. The standards are just too high for Dak now. He has to have an absurd game to get start, like get all the. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, the, he keeps raising the expectations, you know, and uh, the numbers were good, but you know, we 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 settled for some field goals, you know. He's I always got to keep pushing the man, so he gets a shout out. Really wanted to go Gilly. Gilly was my my, my thought, but uh, I, you know, I'll give him an honorable mention. Thought he had a big game. I loved him getting into it with AJ Brown. Uh, clowned his ass with that strip. That was amazing. But and I told this to Zach at the bar. I'm giving it to Brandon Aubrey, man. I mean, Not four for four, dude. fucking sixty yarder, a fifty two yarder, and a fifty nine yarder in this game. Nuts. I mean, it was no just ever had hammered. Two fifty-nine or longer field goals in a game. And think if that game's different, right? And and could have been, you know, instead of going up ten nothing, if we missed that, they have the ball at midfield, down only seven. You never know. Um, this guy did not play college football. He played like arena league and was a like a software engineer, like kicking at local high school fields to like nuts. keep his skills up. And now he's. Like absolutely stroking sixty yarders in front of a hundred thousand people on national television, They're, and they like, came at big moments. Like I said, that that sixty yarder uh, and the fifty nine yarder he hit was right after the uh, Jalen Carter fumble return touchdown. So if he misses that, then you know Philly's down eleven with the ball close to midfield again. You know, I mean, it, it really could have been a uh, 
we we just haven't if seen he, if he misses those daily and i think yeah. he might be i mean i i hesitate to say anyone's as good as bailey but like so far he's the best kicker in the it's awesome time, man i guess like has not missed a field goal this year baby keep it up love it zach who you going with all right i'm gonna start with my honorable mention uh which is gonna be ferguson just a great fucking nice. game. I think. Love that. Just absolutely love wonderful. that. But my love of the game is also Aubrey. Oh, join me, brother. We got a we got a, a love star okay. over here. I did not know this stat till today. But apparently he previously broke the record for the most consecutive field goals for a rookie uh with nineteen. He currently yeah. is at thirty. Yeah, it's an absurd record. Like, I don't think anyone will ever break that. And he is just I, – I truly think he is going to be like Bailey. Like, I think he's going to be here for a while. We get some kickers. They do really good for a year or so. I just get the feeling – They're all head cases, right Zach. Now. They they all have a shelf life, Zach. I eventually do. I'm not saying he's going to be here, you know, we're in our 50s. But I'm saying that I expect him to break the record for longest field goal. Within the next two years, man, I love totally that. Might do it totally tomorrow. Haven't. I love it tomorrow. You know, next game. I am going to give honorable mention to Mister Aubrey. Uh, he's absurd. He is just a, the ability to kick a sixty-yard field goal with like a, any degree of predictability, like even a fifty-fifty capability at that is such a weapon. And he, it seems easy. So, and he makes fifty-yard field goals look like extra points. Like, it's absurd how automatic he is. His range is the fucking moon. So, he's outrageous. That's going to be coming so handy in the playoffs when, like, games come down to, like, seven, six, five points. Um, Being able to score any time you get past midfield is insane. So, incredible. But I have to give my go to the game to Stefan Gilmore. Um I don't think this game was ever really like in doubt or in like danger of getting out of hand, but Stefan Gilmore made such a statement for this defense. They didn't get a ton. They didn't like blow the the stat sheet up with sacks. They really they only got the one from Micah. Um, and while they did get pressure on Jalen Hurts, uh, whenever you've had like what's gone down with like hey Bland had a you know he had a really tough game last week the Eagles have a really talented wide receiver core it like might be their probably their second best unit behind their offensive line um it, you're in danger like AJ Brown can break a team we've seen it happen uh and for Stefan Gilmore at you know in his 30s to wind the clock back several years and go out there and just play absolute five star football he was awesome like and I, we've said forever that like something this team sometimes lacks is a dog. Like we have always wanted on offense and defense, you need guys that are going to like, they're going to jaw, they're going to get in the other team's face, they're going to talk shit, they're going to back it up. Stefan Gilmore did that last night. And he's normally like a pretty reserved, quiet guy. Like even on the mic'd up and stuff like that, he's like a very reserved, professional, kind of elder statesman type. And AJ Brown wrote, like woke up the lion when he called him old. And Fuck, Poked man. I, hope, I hope every fucking receiver calls Stefan Gilmore old for the rest of the year so that he just keeps <laughs> playing like that because he was fucking amazing. So, yeah, dude. Big shout out to Steph because, dude, he, he gilly rocks on any block for sure. 
I love that. That was the first GOAT of the year for Stefan Gilmer. First time he has popped up on this here uh, Star Love GOAT. Also the first time Brandon Aubrey has popped up on Star Love GOAT, getting his first star and his first love. And it is the third Star Love of the season. So there are your Star Love GOAT stats of the week. Love it. So shall we dive into... Our matchup with the Yuffalo Bills. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll start by saying the line, the look-ahead line for this game was Bills favored by one, and now am, it is Bills favored by two and a half. Bills are two am, and a half point favorites. Interesting. The Chiefs, I guess. Um, I think well, people I guess, just really are looking for someone to be the team in the AFC, and if you look at the Steelers are imploding – the Bengals are probably screwed. Chiefs are in panic mode. The Chiefs are in panic mode. T Dog just got hurt. The Browns don't have a quarterback. Like someone's really like the Bills. I think are just kind of getting this love where people We're also totally think that sure. look. We we could argue that Philly's record. I said this in the chat. It was probably a little inflated, right? They beat Buffalo in overtime. Could have easily lost if Gabe and Josh were on the same page. Yeah, uh, Chiefs same. They, they had a they had a sloppy game against them. Talking about yeah. The Eagles, yeah, and then they could, should have lost to the Chiefs, right? They played two. You know, could have lost to the Commanders if they split one of those games where they got lucky. So, you know, they could really be two or three wins less. And you could say Buffalo could be two or three wins more. They've lost pretty much every close game they've been in besides this Chiefs one. They almost lost in epic fashion to the Chiefs, um, yeah. which would have just been really Buffalo for them this year. So that's they probably where it's coming Bron- from. They is lost to the fucking Pats by four. Like, they've been in these – They've lost to some garbage ass teams in Yeah. So in if you change that seven and six to a nine and four, I'd probably get that line a little bit uh a little bit more. So and that's probably roughly where they're they, they should be. So and they're in desperation mode, so I get it. They're at home. I'm still surprised though, because Dallas has been so good that I'm, I'm a little surprised I'm just at not the surgeon. Afraid of Buffalo, dude. I'm just really not. Like they didn't even look that impressive man. in that win, man. They they got yeah. up early, fourteen nothing, and then they just their offense they, just evacuated. They won because Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tonyed yet again, and yep. that's like the third game he's lost the Chiefs personally, like on the season. Um, Patrick Mahomes is basically out there playing fucking alone. It's like him. And we like, saw it. He what? almost had his breaking point, man. He was out yeah, there. Whatever, that's the whatever. worst I've ever seen him lose. Is cool. Yeah, whatever time Travis Kelsey doesn't devote to... Dude, the other day I saw that on Hulu, they have a two-hour documentary about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship. I was like... So crazy. Filmed in real time, dude? Is it like <laughs> in relationship on film? Because like they've been dating for like, what, like 90 days? Like, that's pretty fucking weird, man. Like, I don't really know what, what that's about. Like, He's also just old. Like He's 34. People yeah. forget that he's like tight ends, he's, tight ends are like that, dude. Like they're not good till they're like twenty eight. Like <laughs> Yeah. That's why I'm excited for Ferg. Even Ferg's like really what, twenty six, twenty five? He's probably something like that. I bet he's a four year player. He's probably a four year player at Wisconsin, so let me check here. He is twenty four years old. Oh wow. Okay. So wow. That's so sweet. he that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, second year. I, I just figured he would have spent four years or five years at Jan- college. January but. of ninety nine. So by by January he'll be twenty five. But still, like he's still, younger. No, than that's CD. awesome. Like, well, yeah. like you said, tight ends can take forever to 
become uh, a thing. Dude, so. Schoon is older than fucking CeeDee Lamb by a year right now, <laughs> which means he's two years older than fucking Jake Ferg. Like, yeah. yeah. We'll be lucky if Schoon, Schoonmaker's, like, serviceable by the time he's our age. Like, um, <laughs> But, yeah, I, going back to the, the Bills, they, they really have one offensive weapon, and really he hasn't ste- – like, Diggs did not look good last night. He got 11 targets. He caught four of them for 24 yards. Josh is like Josh is not a bad quarterback by any stretch, but he's certainly not like the transcendent star. I think people thought he was going to be a couple years ago. Um, you know, when we look at his stats this year, uh, he's seventh. In he's yards having a Dak year like, of last year, honestly. Like his explosive plays are still really nice. He's still yeah. graded out pretty nice. It's just <laughs> his turnovers are way up. He's second in touchdowns and third in QBR, top 10 in yards, but right. 97th in interceptions, dude. Like, <laughs> his 14 picks, bro. Like, yeah. So, not great. Uh, I don't know how many uh, fumbles he has on top of that. I'm trying to see if it'll show it to me here. Uh, uh, throw another four fumbles on that. So, he's already got 18 turnovers on the year. Like, that's pretty rough uh, mm-hmm. through the number of games. Um they just have not, they have not, they've dominated a couple people. There's another weird thing I've noticed, and that's that every, there's so many teams who their best win is Miami, like a bunch of teams have beat Miami. And I'm like, man, is Miami that good? If like all these teams' best win is Miami, <laughs> like, uh, like a, it's like an SEC losses, West but, team where you're like, yeah. wow, LSU's ranked 15th and they've lost four times and they haven't beat anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and again, they've, like you said, these they could have had a bunch going through, but dude, they just have so many games where when I just look at it on paper, I'm like, damn, that's not impressive. They beat the Giants 14 to 9. Ish. They lost to the Patriots. They beat the Bucks by six. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Denver. They beat yeah. they beat the shit out of the Jets. That's fine. They lost to Philly, who's garbage. Uh they should have won that game too. Yeah, they did not look good last night against KC. They lost to the Jets earlier in the year. Um, they looked really dominant early on. Like they beat the dog shit out of Las Vegas. They beat the shit out of Miami, like forty-eight to twenty. Um, but they lost to Jacksonville, who nobody is like overly concerned about being some scary playoff team. Ultimately, I think that they can't. They are dangerous, but not like a powerhouse, right? Like they are. That's probably what I'd say. Hide. I'm surprised they're favored. Um, I'm surprised that the line moved in their direction. That's strange to me. Maybe people think Dallas is just going to come down off the high. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe just playing in Buffalo, but I looked at the weather. It's not even supposed to be like a snowy Buffalo day as of now. I mean, we're recording this on Monday. I mean, I guess it could change drastically, but it should be like 40 and sunny in Buffalo, which, you know, okay. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm surprised that they're favored. I do think you, you use the word dangerous. I think that's probably the right word for them. They're a, they're a team that can probably beat anyone and lose to anyone. But that, those are the type of teams, you know, you you don't always love to, to catch on a good day. Agreed. Agreed. So ultimately, I think if we can contain Diggs and get after Josh Allen, I think we, we can beat this team pretty handily. Um, and I think that this is an opportunity where, you know, like I said, like – the, the Cowboys have, like, everyone's kind of circled this last month on the calendar with, like, oh, this is where Dallas is going to get tested. 
after what they did to the Eagles, if they go out and beat this team badly, which I think they could, like it's within possibility for sure. I'm not saying I'm projecting that, but I'm saying you could conceivably beat the shit out of this team. Other teams have beat this team badly. Suddenly you're like, you're talking about the Cowboys really getting the hype train going, going into that game against Miami on Christmas, uh, which could be really fun. So, especially if Miami is uh, the team we're watching right now, who seems to like be destined to tie the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, they probably, if they were watching us and they had Dolphins will be Dolphins and they saw our Thursday game against Seattle, they'd be like, wow, this team gave up 40 to Seattle. They suck, bro. So I get it. Everyone, you know, lives in lives in their own perspective. Uh, they're also a different team at home usually. So, yeah, very true. I I will say I think Seattle's better than the Titans, but for sure, some, some for sure. Team. My point is like close games, though. That's if all it was I mean. ten to ten. If we were if it was the third quarter, it was 10-10 Seattle. Then I would be worried about us. I'd be like, oh fuck. For sure, for sure. Uh, but I'm interested we'll, to hear what your we'll see what projections for this Buffalo game are. Where are you guys landing? Um, I, I'm, I'm sad we don't get Diggs versus Diggs. That would have been really, really fun this week. So we would have spent a lot of time so on that. And we'll, I know. We'll still, we'll, they'll still get some coverage. Obviously, Trayvon will be there with the team. And, like, pregame, we'll see some fun shit. But, like, yeah, seeing them cover. Seeing I would imagine it will travel with the team. Awesome. Play, injured players don't always do that. But I imagine – he'll make it up there to, to hang with big bro and company. But man, that would have been so fun. Cause you know, they would have got into it and you know, Trayvon would have asked to go against him. And that would have been on percentage chance that we see a probably fake story where after the game, Stefan Diggs came to the Cowboys locker room and said, come get me to Mike McCarthy. God, can you imagine? Dude, I've seen that story about nine different guys. Like it started with, uh, it started with Earl Thomas. And then now Dude, I've seen it about Von Miller. I've seen it every player in the NFL like comes to the Cowboys locker room and is like, "Come get me, bro." I mean, I'm seeing that. A lot yeah, we've been used as leverage for we we've been used as leverage for a lot of teams to go out and spend a lot of money on players that probably was good. We didn't spend money on in the end. So yeah, you think? How do you think uh, old Shaq Leonard's feeling this morning? Think he made? Think he feels like he made the right call? Two tackles, I think, is what he had in that game. I don't even remember seeing it on the field, honestly. But yeah, I, I, uh, he was number fifty. I think I saw him once, but I was like, "Ew, tough day, dude. Tough first day at the office." Yeah. Um. So I, I'm sad we don't get the Diggs boys. Uh, that would have been fun. Outside of that, I, I just this line is weird to me. I. I feel so much better now that we finally thumped Philly, which is funny because in my head I already, already thought we would beat Philly and then drop one of these two games. But I I do want to believe, and we won't know if this team is truly different until the playoffs come around, but if I if I am going to buy in and, and slowly starting to buy in after that atrocity against San Francisco, because maybe just San Francisco's that good, but if I am going to buy in, then this is the type of game that a championship team goes out and, and wins. A road game when you still got everything to play for, you still got home field, you know, you don't just say, hey, we, we had our quote-unquote Super Bowl, we beat our biggest rival, now let's, you know, kind of not take the week off, no one thinks like that. But you know what I mean, have the letdown. So if they can avoid an emotional letdown against a really hungry Buffalo team and 
pretty much if they win, almost knock Buffalo out. It would pretty much be the end of Buffalo's season unless they get incredibly lucky with uh, some help. So, yeah, I, I mean, huge game, and, and Dak's been preaching that. So I'm going to go ahead and buy in. Um, I think it's going to be a close one, but uh, I'm going to say 27-24 Dallas. Ooh, Magusta. Zach, what are you thinking? All right, I think we're going to win this game off turnovers. I think Bland's probably going to get a pick six again. Josh Allen turns the ball over too much for that to not happen. And Bland has had one in a while, so I'm going to go ahead and say... Ooh, 34 to... Let's go 17. Damn, that was the exact score I was going to pick. Uh, I love it. Uh, then I will go 34, 14, another 20 point win for the boys. I I did hear something Michael Irvin said today that I thought was interesting. He was talking about, if you look at offenses that Dallas has truly struggled with, it's team like the Niners that play very much on schedule or even like some of these bad, like the Jacksonville game last year, like the teams that score a lot tend to be the quarterbacks that the ball comes out when it needs to, which is what's going to worry me about Miami. Yeah. But the teams where it's like the quarterback tries to put on the Superman cape and run around and do stuff, I guess his point was like that's when Dallas's defense can – because they're so turnover hunting and they get so many sacks the longer you try to make a play that those are the teams that they – typically they struggle with the quarterbacks that take what the defense gives you, a lot, you know, Purdy. And Josh Allen doesn't do that a lot, you know. He, he yeah. He's kind of a home run hitter. And so I do think, you know, Zach brought up the turnovers. I do think that that's a good call out. Uh, I'm interested to see if Mr. If the playmaker's theory is correct on that one and that we get a little bit of uh, sacks and turnovers from Josh Allen just trying to do too much down the field. That'd be great. If we can get a couple turnovers, I think we can definitely roll on this team, which would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, dude. I, I feel like I say this every week, but it's like, hey, man, I hope it can keep going. You know what I mean? It feels like yeah. – I want Dak I to won't be, be like this. I want the team. To I want to try like to remind this. myself if they lose, I'm not going to be too down though, because I do think that this is one. It will suck because I think at that point the one seed will be dead and probably winning the division will be dead. But it was always going to be a tough ask to go win these five in a row against Seattle, Philly, uh, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit. So you know. Me and you even talked, Andy. If they went three and one in that, or three and two in that stretch, or four and one, I think we'd have to feel pretty good. So, hopefully, they don't drop it. But I'm just, I'm not going to freak out if they do, or be like, oh, well, here comes the shoe fall off. Now, you know, I say that, you know, we're all very reactionary, but uh, we'll just have to see. I, I hope they keep yes, it going. We, we said yesterday, dude. If uh, if they win this game, we'll react really hard in this direction. <laughs> if they lose yeah. this game, we'll react really hard in this direction. So. Losing the, the Eagles game would have been catastrophic because at that point, it's pretty much like, well, I we're just going to have to go to the playoffs and see if this team's got any. And, and that's still probably true, but you get what I mean. It would have been like, well, you know, we can't enjoy anything this season. Like, all these wins yeah. mean nothing, you know. So, we at least get this one, you know, regardless of what else happens. Regardless of this team breaks our heart six weeks from now, as of right now, it's fun to – I can finally begin to believe a little bit again, so – 
Oh, that'd be so tight, dude. If we get, if we can if we could score the division or the one seed, that'd be incredible. So, oh, all right, well, gentlemen, anything else, or should we get into pod picks? Let's pick them. Dope. And so last eat. week, Andy was the pick leader. Uh, we still have Packers Obviously. Dolphins going right now. Uh, or Packers Giants and Titans Dolphins. All these games are close and tied. Although we all picked Packers and we all picked Dolphins, so it shouldn't mess with our standings too much. But Andy had the best week. We all missed Steelers. They lost to New England. They're the first team I think I saw that has lost to a three-win team back-to-back weeks or something like a three and eight or three and nineteen, like something with that low of a win percentage back-to-back weeks. So that's awesome. Um. The Texans lost to the Jets. That was an ugly game. Uh, Stroud also left with a concussion. It might be a year too early for the Texans, I'm afraid. Um, but True. they they still got a good one. So we all missed that one. Uh, then we also had – we all picked the Saints. They beat up on Carolina. I got cute with the Colts. The Bengals and Josh Browning won another game. So – you know, good for them. We all lost Did the Falcons. Is there a crazy uh, J- uh, Jake Browning stat? Yeah. So I saw this list that was uh, how many touchdowns every starting NFL quarterback threw their senior year of high school. It was like in order. And I was like, it, you know, it's just interesting because like almost every guy in the NFL was just like some absurd high school football player, right. like wherever they played. And I figured number one was going to be Kyler because he was like the most decorated Texas high school football player ever. And I think his senior year, he had like 75 touchdowns, like 50 passing and 25 rushing or something. And Kyler was actually number two. Number one was our friend, Jake Browning. I want you to guess how many touchdowns Jake Browning scored as a senior in high school. 66. He had one rushing touchdown. Okay. And 93 passing. (laughs) in One season with 11 games in it. He played in like like a like a middle division of California football and set the national high school's touchdown record. It's fucking absurd. Oh my god, that that team sucked to play against, dude. This guy's just out there just like slinging it every fucking play, trying to get the end zone. That would have been just nuts, dude. Ninety touchdowns is like video game rookie stuff. Yeah, that is like when you're trying to do be a pro and you're just like trying to stack. Uh, you just don't even want to think, so you just turn down every, you turn down all the difficulty, so you can just run the same play over and over again, and be like, "Oh yeah, he's playing yeah. NFL blitz out there. They, they're running it in gauge eight. You're running the bomb." Um, let me think. What else do we have in this? Uh, we missed the Jags. We we bet on T Dog, although at the time I think we we're still Monday Night Football is going on, and T Dog hadn't gotten hurt, so we did the picks early. But Andy did get the Browns; they won that one. Uh, we all missed the Lions. The Lions starting to look a little fraudulent all of a sudden. Lost to the Bears, who might sneakily make the playoffs if they win out. Can the I Fields? just say the, the Fields? Uh, sure. Andy's boy Fields. Did the acquisition back. of uh, Josh Sweat has been enormous for the Bears? Like was it Montez Sweat? Montez Sweat, sorry, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but dude, that that changed their defense like overnight. They're like, like the they are, one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL since yeah, the trade. The, legitimately incredible, incredible move by them. 
yeah, it's funny that they all of a sudden look very, very competent. Um, I'm going to be really interested. I think that the most interesting draft story this year is going to be what what the Bears do with Fields and what they do with probably the first pick being Carolina's pick. Like, if they move on, if they decide to build around Fields, if they trade down and try and get assets for Fields, it's going to be very interesting, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so what else? So yeah, we missed the Lions. Uh, Zach took Seahawks. We had Niners. Me and Andy took Raiders. Zach's the only one who took the Vikings. They won a three to zero game. Yeah. That was a real barn burner. Maybe the worst football game <laughs> I've ever seen. I, I kept looking up, like, how the fuck is that game still zero zero? It's not even like bad weather or anything. Just, just. He was in a dome. I know. Just awful. God. Yeah, that's that's next level, man. Can we talk about my favorite team in the NFL real quick? Uh, yes. Uh, I had not gotten to them, but uh, go for it. So, dude, I think the Chargers have finally turned a corner. They had they figured out their problem was they'd been playing their backup quarterback all year, and now they finally got their starter in there. They turned things around, dude. Like for like eight quarters, they hadn't scored a TD. Easton Stick goes in there, dude. Ethan Stick, bang, touchdown immediately. Kellen just needed to have his guy. So I think the franchise is saved. I think we weirdly didn't put him in the picks because I can't find him or I missed the line when we talked about him. But uh, that's I, for sure picked, I for sure picked him. You for sure would have faded him. I'll, I'll give you the point. Well, I'll give you a point. I the Chargers, actually. At least they're they're so bad. It's definitely me. Oh, yeah, we all took Broncos. I forgot who they played. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all got that okay. one. They got bitch-smacked by the Broncos, which is hilarious. Uh, probably ends brand Staley's. They played the Raiders on Thursday. It, I think, uh, they already said Herbert's having surgery. He's now, by the way, Herbert career in his career, like 60 game sample size out here. And he's two games below 500. Just, yeah, I dude, don't know. He's not very good. Uh, in, in <laughs> it is weird because I think he is good. I just don't think he's as good as people say he is. He's, it's he, a, interesting. I think he is. It's probably that could be true. He think he's very statistically impressive, but I think he's nearly chemically incapable of winning a big game. He's zero of his last eight like attempts at a game winning drive. Uh, and man, the Chargers are just like there are worse teams in the NFL, but there is no like team doing less with more. Like they have, they started the the year with the most expensive defense in football. Now, they dropped out of that once they cut an $85 million corner four games into the year because he was so bad because that's how bad their organization is. They are a disaster. They blew a first-round pick on maybe the worst first-round wide receiver since Laquan Treadwell in 2016. So, like, the last yeah. decade of football, they – You're definitely right about that one being a bust, my friend. Did I not call that super early? Like, even last year, I was like, no. You never won Quentin Johnson. Year. Quentin Johnson yeah. is a myth, dude. That, I was down dude. on him, but then he had that really nice college football playoff game that kind of got me back sucked in. I, 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 I think I said if the Cowboys draft him, I'll trust that they did their homework because we typically don't miss on receivers, but luckily Agreed. didn't come. No, but you're right. I'm you you did call that one. He is not very good at all. Um so yeah, that that's a that's a real disaster. They all their really good playmakers are at the very end of their time. Khalil Mack's going to be done. You know what they Khalil should Allen's probably do? 
I think they should trade Derwin James for a day three pick to an NFC East 100% agreed. team and a, that and is south Sante of Samuel Jr. the Mason-Dixon. Like, <laughs> um, no, they're, they're super fucking awful. And yeah, man. I they're, they're, And uh, frankly, if I'm Herbert, I want out of there. Like... They've they've burned his entire rookie deal. No, they they already gave him his extension. Yeah, but I would demand I would try to get a trade, like because now they've given him his extension. They're gonna have to start paying him the big money. They're gonna have to they're gonna have less talent around him. Like they have five wins with the most loaded roster they can build around a cheap quarterback. Like is it's a it's a full dumpster fire. The question is, do you think that they will retain Kellen Moore or? Do you think he goes when Staley goes? I don't know what they'll do. I would imagine the new coach will want to bring in an OC unless they were so impressed by what they saw that they give him the reins, which seems like it would be very dumb. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna. Back. I think he's gonna be a casualty of the uh, casualty of the the Staley train. I, I think they're all gonna lose it. It's pretty funny because. Like three games into the year, when like no one knew anything and the sample size is way too small, they had all these stats that were like, "Oh, uh, the Cowboys got five points per game worse, and the Chargers are five points per game better." And now we're like, you know, twelve, thirteen games in, the Cowboys have the second most successful offense of the Super Bowl era, and the Chargers can't score a touchdown in their last like three games. They are a disaster. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know what they're 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 just so bad to be to have a guy that's clearly a franchise QB and to not be able to win games is laughable. So, so I'm glad you got I'm glad you got that off your chest, Andy. I'm glad Thank you got you. A, a I'm glad you're able to get a uh, what do you call it a, a little spiel in on your favorite team. So uh, the only other one we had was Andy also got the Bills. He picked the Bills over the Chiefs. Me and Zach foolishly took the Chiefs. I was five and eight this week with the games to play. Zach was also five and eight this week. Andy was eight and five. So Andy picked up a few from us. What can I say? Which brings us to week fifteen, fellas. Uh, let's get into it right away. We all took Dallas as we always do because we are homers. Uh, so three Dallases across the board. It's it's been pretty successful so far, I gotta say. Yeah, even when we've taken the spread, they typically cover. Um, we're in quite the win streak. So we're all on Dallas. Uh, it brings us to Thursday night football, and Andy, your team is up. I will let you go. It's Chargers and Raiders. Chargers with no Herbert, probably. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. You know, I was really intent on picking – I always fade the Chargers. And I was really intent on picking the Raiders going into this game. But that that Vikings game really that's, – that's <laughs> Scared tough, you. Dude. That's tough to overcome. Uh, Getting goose egg by the, the Vikings, D. Dude, that's, that's real bad. Um, no, you How many what? bad QB matchups have we had this year? I mean – we just had like Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Now we're gonna get Aiden O'Connell versus I don't even know who the fuck the Chargers backup is, but I assume dude, someone bad. Ethan Stick, dude. Oh yeah, Ethan Stick. Yeah, so let's go. Aiden O'Connell and Ethan Stick, dude. He's about to pull up with the stick, dude. 
Put in sticks. Dude, there's just so many bad quarterbacks when you look across the league. It's it's wild. Dude, there. Uh, if you look, uh, starting in week one, you had Tua versus Herbert, and then you had whoever the, the Titans were starting at the time versus Herbert, and then you had Kirk Cousins versus Herbert. And then you had O'Connell versus Herbert, and then Dak Prescott, who's pretty good, but then he was playing Herbert, who's terrible. So that drags the average of that game down. Then Mahomes is elite, but Herbert, terrible. Uh, the Bears back up versus Mahomes Herbert. elite? I've been hearing that he's bad now. I think he's regressed to the mean, dude. I always yeah, knew he was kind of a flash in the pan, dude. I always knew this for six seasons. I always knew those first six seasons with two Super Bowls and two MVPs were pretty fraudulent. That was a fluke, dude. This is the real post. You just just knew it would come down, but yeah, ah, man. No, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I have a brand. I'm sticking to it. Okay, you're going Raiders. They're favorites. They're three-point favorites. Yeah, Three-point favorites. I'm also going Raiders uh, mainly because I got this in the look-a-line, Andy. I was going to tell you I faded the Chargers when Herbert was there, and they were four-point dogs. So now I have them as four-point dogs, and they're three-point favorites. That's how Hell we do, yeah. baby. That's how we win bets. Uh, Z-Love, who you got? Did we lose the love? Did we lose Captain Love? I don't have my screen up. Captain Love, do you read me? I tell him all the time not to touch that goddamn mute button. It sounds like he's uh, swimming with the fishes, like he pissed off Tommy DeVito's loved ones, and now he's he's begging for his life from the deep. Well, you know what? Uh, we can just make his picks for him. I think he wanted the uh, Chargers. He wanted the Chargers, yeah. That's what he gets. He takes the bolts. Bolt up. Bolt up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, another stinky game uh, of backup quarterbacks. We go uh, to Vikings Bengals. Oh, yes, okay. he's back. We, 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 Chargers, we, you were, we Chargers. gave you the Chargers. As for, yeah, that's what I was going to okay. pick. God, I, I believe uh, stick. He's the future. <laughs> I mean, it's a yes. badass name, man. Speaking of uh, bad quarterbacks, I think we're going to see the the pastronaut. He might get benched for Nick Mullins. So we might get Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. But the Bengals have actually looked pretty competent. So I'll take Bengals in this. That's so funny. There's a really hilarious like stand-up comedian slash podcast host named Nick Mullins who's like, go-to bit is that he's gay. <laughs> and so I'm just like, that's so funny to think that he's starting in the NFL. <laughs> It's like an incredibly juvenile stand-up comedian has worked his way into the NFL starting lineup. I could see a bit. That'd be great. Um, Who you got? Who you got? I am going to go... It's a Saturday game. I forgot they're doing three Saturday games. It makes me sad. Now that college football's done. It makes me sad that the Pasternot's time has (laughs) But I think I'm going Browning. I think I'm going Bengals. Yeah, I'm going Bengals. All right, next one. Speaking of shitty quarterback situations, I think we're going to get Mitch Trubisky again versus Gardner Minshew, who actually I might be okay, uh, but still, Steelers Colts. Hurts, dude. Saturday, three thirty. Steelers Colts. Uh, both these teams need this win. Both these teams are kind of bad, but one of them might make the playoffs. I like. Uh, I think I'm going Colts. I I I like them. 
Uh, Shane Steichen's good coach, man. He's getting that, a lot that's, out of. That's uh, really where I'm. Uh, that's really where I land. It's like I think they're better coached. Okay. I'm gonna go Steelers because as soon as you're ready to crown the Steelers, they suck, and as soon as you're ready to say this is the year Tomlin's team gets away from him, then they they find a way to win. So I'll take Pittsburgh. That's, that's very fair. Yeah, I'm taking Steelers as well. Nice. Uh, last Saturday night, uh, game, Saturday night, low-key, good game. Broncos at Lions. Lions looking a little bad. Broncos have been pretty hot for the last month. I think month. they're going Broncos, dude. I think they're on okay. the rise. I think the, I think the Lions are kind of been exposed. Jared Goff is just like a turnover machine, dude. He just cannot. Their defense is leaking bad. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, Andy, basically, um, I'm going Broncos. Jeez. The Lions remind me of like those like Kellen Moore Cowboys teams where it's like at the beginning of the season they're rolling off like 50 point, you know, offensive outings, but like people have kind of figured them out and they don't have the defense to back it up when the offense doesn't click. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take them, but I don't feel great about it, but I'll, I'll try and steal a point from you boys. Plus there's some weird stats about the Lions playing in a dome versus outdoors golf shit. So I don't know. They're playing at home in this one. So I'll take Lions. Uh, then we go to my favorite team that's bad, uh, the Saints, just because I like fading them. Uh, we did not get Jameis. For some reason, they refused. They put in Derek Carr, who throws like 40 attempts a game for 150 yards, playing against Tommy Ooh. DeVito, everyone's favorite Italian. Uh, Moon Boy's got... I think I'm going to go Saints because I just won't pick the Giants, although they are playing the Packers really well, which is funny to me. They're up 21, so. Or up 21 to 13, I should clarify. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Giants. I really do think the Saints suck. They really do, man. I might – the Giants might have found something. They might be okay bad. Like, they're definitely bad, but they might be, like, decent bad. So I'm going to go Giants as well. I'm also going to say, honestly, this Tommy DeVito mafia bit, it's gone on too long for me now. Now it's just kind of like <laughs> – It's kind of just, honestly like – I like this. Well, I get it. Offensive. I totally get it. I totally get like, it. I'm seeing now like I just see the photo <laughs> yes. of like, his agent dressed up and it's for like, sure. shut the fuck on, man. It is. Like that's pathetic it as is. shit. It is. You look like a goddamn – I saw a comedy. He looks like an Inspector Gadget villain. <laughs> It is, it is for sure the kind of uh, racial humor that one only races that have been fully assimilated into white society are capable of like making publicly. And two, only like fifth generation Italians can find that funny. Like my grandfather would be fucking livid. Like, can I say this? These people. <laughs> like, I went to I went to click on this Giants game, and it, it's a highlight. He just threw a touchdown a little bit ago, and the first one said. Tommy DeVito's touchdown. Uh, Tommy DeVito's dad, Agent, is static after touchdown. <laughs> like they're not even. They're 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 leaning full into this bit. Yeah. I was really waiting for you to be like, "Mamma Mia!" Tommy DeVito throws a touchdown. <laughs> um, I'm agree with Zach. I co-signed that take, Zach. Um. Next game, we got Bears-Browns. Uh, give me the Bears. They're starting to look frisky. Although Joe Flacco, 2-0 and is the Browns starter, actually slinging that thing. But give me Fields. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I got to give Flacco credit. Like, what a true pro to, like, come into a team, 
like skim the playbook for 10 minutes and go out and throw for 300 yards like that's that's definitely pretty fucking impressive i gotta be honest with you yeah no he's he's looked pretty darn good he's looked better than any quarterback play they've had this year so but i still took bears who you guess you, are you taking browns then i'm taking bears <sighs> i never take the browns i like that I think I'm going to take the Browns. I, I don't feel good about it, but they're not starting. <sighs> no, I'm taking the Bears. I'm I'm taking the Bears. Oh, bear down, baby. Yeah. Look at us. All three of us on the Bears. Are the Bears back? Gosh. Chicago back? Um. Then we got Falcons, Panthers. It's your team, Z-Love. Talk to me. How are we feeling? If the Panthers win this game, the Falcons... <laughs> they need to fire their coach immediately. Like they shouldn't have lost that Bucks game. They should be ahead of their division. They are the, on paper the best team in their division. <clears throat> I'm still gonna go Falcons. Probably say I would not be shocked if the Panthers upset them. The Falcons. That whole division should be relegated. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, whoever they should. If you have a losing record and you make it to the playoffs, you should have to. You should have to let the other team just get a free win. You're, you're allowed to say you made the playoffs, but you're not allowed to play in the game. Yeah. Just the five seed gets a free pass to the next round. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, I'm going Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, I... I am I too. The Panthers Falcons suck. beat the shit out of the Panthers. Not too much. They're still the Falcons, but I think that's going to happen. They're feeling bad. They got to, you know, get their mojo back. I can also see a complete utter collapse, though. But I'm I'm still going to go Falcons. Also, if the just if the Falcons win the Justin Field sweepstakes, that could be pretty sick. Although Arthur Smith will find a way to fuck he it up. But... No, I'm going Falcons too. Go FedEx. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, he is a son of a billionaire for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going Falcons. Um, Tepper just has no bottom of the barrel. I think he's going to – that's going to be a world record for, like, destroying a franchise. Tepper bought that team when they were, like, coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, a 15-1 season, and an MVP, and he burned the whole team to the ground, and they're now the worst team in the world. That so, Bryce Young trade was going to look really, really bad the longer it goes on. I could even write it off if – one of two things. One, if they had really made a plan for like putting weapons around Bryce Young, because he has like the worst separation of any wide receiver group in the entire league. So he has like no chance of being good unless he's just like transcendently good, which he's not. Two, if they had just really fallen in love with Bryce Young and made that trade, fine. They didn't do that. They just traded up for the number one pick and then just tried to decide who should be the guy. That's insane strategy. Say, like, like we were taking insane. Whoever. Yeah, you're like, whoever goes first should be good. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, it's like awesome. in Madden. You're like, oh, I'll just get the first pick. Who's, who cares? Yeah. This yeah, kid's he's, all right. He's on Mel Kuyper's big board. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going Falcons. Okay. We're all on the Falcons. Uh, next game, again, I think kind of stinks. People try to get hyped about the Packers, and now they're losing to the Giants, which is funny. The Packers are bad, uh, dude. They just, like, pulled off some upset wins. They're a 500 team. <laughs> like, both these teams are bad. 
but I'm going to go Road Baker. Never take Baker as a favorite or at home, but Road Dog Baker. Give me the bucks. I think I'm with you. Uh, oh. I'm going to go with Packers. I still think. Yeah, they're probably favored. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they're not, especially after this game where the fucking Giants are beating the shit out of them. But in the end, <laughs> a part, part of it is I can't root for the Bucks. They're the Falcons' big rivals. I need them to lose. I need the Falcons to win. <laughs> they're Zach's rivals. But, like, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I thought Jordan the Saints Love, were their big rivals. What? Oh yeah, but um, they are. They are the big rivals. But this year, the Saints aren't in contention. It's the Bucks or the Falcons. Okay, got it, got it, division. got it. Like they're not fair, actual fair. rivals. Saints are the rivals, but Saints are nonsense now. So, damn. The Dolphins try to rest Tyreek's ankle because he's banged up, and then they put him back in in the fourth quarter because they're down thirteen to ten. That sucks. That's how you know Dude, you're maybe not a good that- team when you. That only Tyreek is the only reason that they can move the ball. Bro, if that goes poorly, like if they pull an RG3, they are going to get... He's limping. I mean, he's somehow running a 4-2 while limping, but... I'm going to go back. All right, uh, next game. And like, okay. they okay. other guys? Like, just run plays Throw for Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Yeah, I know. Like, and, dude, you have Cedric Wilson. He's good. Speaking of the Dolphins, they host the Jets. That's our next game. I assume... Even if yeah, the Dolphins screw this one up, they'll smoke them. Bro, so. It's Wilson, it's Dolphins. He's playing for nothing, man. He should have a game. I give him that. I mean, I think Zach Wilson sucks a lot. But that's what he said. Like he's on a fucking rampage, man. It's like school shooting his way through these high schools. I want to go Jets in a bit, but I'm still going to go Dolphins. But it's Dolphins. I I applaud Zach Wilson though. Like he's gotten too much hate. Yeah, the Milf Hunter's back this week. Uh, that said, Dolphins. All right, Chiefs Patriots. Uh, if the Chiefs lose this one, man, then they just need to turn in their Super Bowl ring. Like at that I, point, dude, it's bad. I, I'll I take really, the Chiefs. I want a, someone to study the phenomenon of teams that have elite quarterbacks arriving at a place where they're like, "Oh, we can do it with." He can do it with anybody. This happens so <laughs> often. Like Mahomes is now in that spot. Aaron Rodgers got there. Brady got there several times. Like. This thing where they're like, don't get me wrong, Mahomes probably can beat like 75% of NFL teams with absolute bums. But they're sitting there now with Travis Kelsey, who's a million years old, and then four guys who literally would not make the roster in Dallas. Like that Bro, is bad. What dude. about that's real what bad? What about Tony's punt return? <laughs> well, he did they did find a way to use him in the Super Bowl. I'll give Andy Reid that because he is so bad lost now. In the fucking game too. Yes, last time. Did you see that? So, like after the, the second whole time, he's game, lost yeah. him a game. He lost him the Lions game too. Yeah, and after the whole debacle yesterday, people went through the snaps, like through the all twenty-two line by line, and Kadarius Tony lined up offsides five times in that game. <laughs> it's so sick. So even after like all the like, oh my god, he checked in. I can't believe you. It's like, dude, he was doing that all fucking night. Like that guy barely gives a fuck. He's barely Man, there. Like it is. It is funny that they uh, Mahomes said they never called it. They've called it eleven times this year. This this is like an old cowboy take, but uh, they only called it twice last year. And I remember one of those was on Jalen fucking Tolbert because I remember yeah, when it happened. And we Packers, were dude, time against the Packers, bro. That shit that's sucked because he, he did check yeah. it. Watched him. That's dude. Yeah, I, remember, I was seeing on uh, Reddit today. People were talking about that. Like, dude, did that happen again? And everyone was like, oh yeah, it was like the Lions. 
It's not that it was the Packers. Not yeah. one fucking person was like, oh, the Cowboys did it. It was the Cowboys. Dude, yeah, every the Cowboys I remember have it. a the Cowboys have a che- have a secret bucket list where they want to get every obscure penalty called on them. Like Bryce, you can only Hunter, imagine how Andy would lose his shit if that happened to us oh at a game winning play. Especially if it was like some minor receiver, dude. If if Schoonmaker did that, <laughs> holy shit, bro! I might drive to his house that night. Like. I, mean, I understand being pissed. That but, was a uh, cool play the Chiefs did. They got called back. In the like, playoff that game. Dude, that was a great play by Kelsey. Kelsey uh, improv that. Like, he just yeah. was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to throw this 20 yards to the left. 2016 playoff game we lost to the Packers. We got a 15-yard penalty on Bryce Butler for failure to return to the huddle in a timely manner. <laughs> which had yeah, not been that was called absurd. in the NFL since 1978. Yeah. Fucking insane. That sucks. Alrighty. So what's next? Good to see someone else lose on it. Yeah, let's uh, so, let's yeah, keep going. Chiefs, let's wrap this up. I got the Chiefs. I think everyone has the Chiefs. Yeah. Texans. Texans. Titans. The Titans are putting think... up a better fight tonight than I thought they ever would, frankly. But I'm still gonna end up taking the Texans. Stroud has a concussion, so I don't know if he's playing or not, oh, which shit. is what makes me worried. If he's, he's not playing, I think they're skills. gonna get more. And they lost Nico Collins, so they're without Nico Collins. Schultz is still out, and Tank Dell. I mean, they basically had bad receivers, and now they have really bad receivers. It's Noah Brown is basically all that's left. Your boy. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, give me the Titans then. I kind of that's kind of what I'm leaning. And Derrick Henry owns the Texans, like legitimately owns yeah. the Texans. Uh, I'm taking Titans. That said, uh, the Titans do stink. I'm gonna but, say my thought was like. The Titans might be. I actually checked the score recently and what they're looking at now against the Dolphins. They're looking pretty good before. Yeah, they're, oh, they're still ahead. 13. They're, yeah, like. They're shutting them out. Their only score is a pick six. So. Yeah, fuck it. I guess Titans. Although Tyreek just made another sick catch. Imagine if they ever threw to Waddle, but he's on my team, so they never would. Oh, yeah, I'll go. Um, uh, Titans. You're going Texans? You guys convinced me. Okay. Wow. Look at us. Taking a shitty Titans team. Uh, Cardinals, Niners, uh, this is going to be a beatdown. 49ers. How much would you – would you would you uh, create a soft spot in your heart for Kyler if he won this game? Would love him. You know, Kyler's the good enough quarterback that he's capable of, like, just finding, like, a 300-yard game out of his ass. The Niners – I can see the Niners overlook this Cardinals team, but uh, that said, I'm – they do play no, the Ravens right. next week, which is probably the only real game left on their schedule. Would love a trap game, but yes, say, yeah. you know. So about two weeks ago, I got pretty drunk at the bar with Ben, uh, watching football. I didn't really look at my bets until uh, yesterday, where I realized that when drunk, I both threw two units down on Cowboys, which was a good bet. I also threw a unit down on the Seahawks nice. money line, just straight up. So uh, last week against, against the Niners, Niners. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. So I was like, ah, before Gino got out, not, not right. even point, just straight up. So I was very convinced. Apparently, at one point, the Seahawks were actually going to win. Uh, you picked them in our pod picks last week. Oh yeah, but I mean that's kind of because I don't want I want the 49ers to lose. I'm done with my debating. Take the Cardinals win. They're not going to. 49ers aren't going to beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't going to beat the 49ers. I, I got to go 49ers. I, I, can't, I don't want to wear too perfect gear, so I'm going to go 49ers. <laughs> um, commies versus Rams. Give me the Rams, who are 
you know, sneaky good. They gave the uh, Ravens a game. They're 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 fighting in the playoff hunt. Give me the Rams, even though we smoked them. But they've gotten a lot better, and the com the the Commanders are fucking awful. So give me the Rams. Uh, yeah, I guess Rams. All right, Z, you go first on this one. Uh, Sunday night football, Ravens-Jags. Ravens. I mean, that's not even a question for me. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm big in the T-Dog, but... I know, you're, you know, you're a T-Dog role with me, I, too. Although, I didn't see that game with the Browns. I don't know how bad his ankle looked, looked but I saw the thing. I recognize him. I didn't, know, I didn't really pay attention. I didn't realize he was playing until, like, Three uh, downs. When also I was like, "Who is their backup, man?" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "They're not even letting him pass." I was like, fucking T dog. I mean, look, I, I like guys playing through injury, but he did not look very good. I didn't really see the full game. I don't know if he I have, improved, but I did not like that. I have a terrible announcement for the podcast. I now understand why the Dolphins are tied with the Titans in the first quarter. Connor Williams was injured. He is not. The best center in football. Golly. You hate to see that. They did fumble on the goal line earlier, so it could have uh, been. No Cena. They also got a, uh, a field goal blocked. So, Jeez. You know, falling apart. It's tough. When you don't have C-Dub, it's just tough to move. Cowboys are going to beat the Bills easily. And then Ravens-Jags. I'm going Ravens. That's an easy one. I am too, but gosh, the Ravens make me nervous sometimes. But I'll go Ravens. And then last one, uh, Monday night, Eagles, Seahawks. Anybody taking, I'm taking Seahawks. the birds? I guess they're both yeah, birds. Man. Yeah, I'm taking the yeah, Seahawks okay. too. Wow. Eagles, um, look, they've lost four in a row themselves. Look, the Seahawks I, yeah, but have dude, played that, well the there's, there's a level deeper than that. They were close. They almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. And they put up a damn good fight with a backup quarterback against the San Francisco 49ers. Look, Eagles are going to want a good game. But I just – If Geno plays, I think they could move the ball at will for sure. Dude, but. DK is going to absolutely manhandle Slay, dude. I think he could have 130 and two TDs. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are just – they're in the process of being broken. Free falling and I'm free falling, free falling. <laughs> Like they were, they were always um, confident in themselves. Like they were always barely winning games, and games are ass kicked twice by good teams. Like I think that team itself, yeah. has lost faith in itself. I mean, you see them that, on that, and that suddenly re that rewrites all your history. It goes from like, oh my gosh, we're so gritty and tough, and we like willed out these close wins, to suddenly like, oh wait, I agree, the, I agree, the doubt, like almost losing a bunch. Um, I'm gonna pick Seattle. All right. I mean, I'm going to pick no take backs. the Eagles. Sorry. But I obviously want Seattle. I just – I kind of think Seattle might not be good either. I mean, so they're not. They're not. So it'll be like two not good teams facing off. I think they're fighting for their playoff life. And True. And I think that the Eagles are in free fall. I think they're going to implode. I don't think Sirianni can hold a locker room together. I don't think he's – I mean, it could be. Guy. You know, the Niners lost three in a row. Sometimes you lose, you get kind of – in a rut. I mean, not Dallas. We haven't lost back-to-back games in like you know three Several seasons. Years, but, but you know, you know who else? Um, all, all right, boys. boys. Well, that will do it. So, uh, anyone else got anything else? No, dude. It's a fucking great week to be a Cowboys fan. I don't have to avoid the internet. I love it. 
I get to just drink it I, all. I was in. upset though. I really wanted to see all the news about us being first seed for a little bit, or not first seed, but you know, us being head of the division. Yeah. Everything I'm fucking seeing, just people talking about Mahomes' tensor tantrum. That's all I'm fucking yeah, it's seeing. Yeah, just more it's dramatic. Like, it's not even relevant. It was a bad I, look. I, I know, but I uh, like, he's going to be a wild card team. Fuck him. Talk about trolling the nation was great today. Trolling the nation was great yeah. today. We get sounds from the sidelines tomorrow, which I'm very excited for after this game. So should be great. And as the week goes on, we'll get to hear more about it. Hopefully, it just keeps it going. So, all right, boys. Anything? Any last thoughts before we get out of here? I'm good, brother. Good. All right. Well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It helps us in our eternal war against the ever-encroaching darkness of the Spotify and or iTunes podcast charts. If you'd like to, uh, you know, if you're an uh, Eagles fan who wants to tell us about how uh, actually uh, it doesn't even count that we won because your safety got hurt in the third quarter, Reach out to Ben on our uh, podcast Twitter account at BWBB underscore pod. Uh, He would love to hear all about your copium. He loves that kind of shit. Uh, We will be back a week from today after the Cowboys take on the Buffalo Bills. It's an afternoon game. It's kind of nice. I like those mid-afternoon games where you're done by, you know, 7 o'clock. Wonderful. Go out and have a nice dinner with the fam. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.